Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. Come on. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Back here for another Monday edition of Crusader Talk here on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and online at supertalkhattiesburg.com. I'm Caleb Hamill. Josh West is back with us this week, as is Will Tony. Josh, how was the, the trip with your son out to Disney World? It was great. It was great. Uh, all the nostalgia, all the feels, and it's good to be back. But I'm actually, I would say, ready to go back. Ready to go back. It was fun. So it, just so you get time with the mouse. It was, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. it was great. No, best roller coaster I ever rode in my life. Guardians of the Galaxy, highly recommend. That Cosmic Rewind, man, it is great. Uh, the smoothest coaster I've ever been on, by the way. Now I'm going to date myself a little bit and say Tower of Terror was the one that made me lose my religion. It, it's a great ride. <laughs> yeah, still, still great. <laughs> still holds up. Again, I said this, and and I think I said this to you, Caleb. Where else can you go? At 42 years old that you got the same experience that you did when you were eight or 10 or six right. because of the way they keep up with the park. the way. So I admire all the behind the scenes, just the oh, incredible yeah. um, coordinated effort to put on a day in those parks. Mm-hmm. And they do it 365 days a year. Incredible. So the people yeah. at Disney World never take a day off. Another person that never takes a day off that we have waiting on the phone line for us today is Coach Steve Knight, head coach of our men's basketball team. Coach Knight, good to have you on the program. Hey, glad to be here. Good to hear from you guys. Yeah, good to hear your voice as well. I think this is our first time to have Coach Knight on in the uh, new Super Talk edition of Crusader Talk. Though, Coach, I know you're no stranger to a radio show in this time block on the on Super Talk's airwaves because we used to have the Coach Knight show every Monday night for basketball season for a number of years. But we're glad that you're able sure. to take some time away here uh, here preseason. The reason we bring you on is we are uh, understanding that basketball practice, as far as the regular routineness of it, just recently started last week. How's it been so far? Well, just like uh, the other 41 years, First, that first week's tough, and this year we've got uh, eight new players out of our fourteen players. Wow. So, a lot of teaching going on, and and trying to get the guys in, in the right places, and to learn to play at the uh, you know proper mentality, and and with the kind of uh, energy that we need these guys to bring. So, um, but they've done a great job so far. We started last Wednesday. And so, and then we practiced, uh, let's see, this, today was our fourth practice. So, uh, getting a little banged up right now, but, but that's to be expected in the preseason. Hey, Coach, it's Josh West. Good to talk to you again. And uh, I know that, like you said, it, 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 it's always tough. But anytime you have a year where the wins and losses aren't where you want them, to be able in the the modern game, so to speak, where rosters turn over so quickly, it does afford you an opportunity to go out and hit the reset button and start fast this season. No doubt, no doubt, Josh. You know we 
of course, weren't happy with our season last year, although I will say we had a, a great bunch of kids. We really did. Enjoyed coaching them as much as, uh, you know, teams that have gone to the national tournament. So, but, you know, we were just a little bit limited, had to play the game in a certain style where we were actually trying to keep the score down a little bit and keep games close, and we were able to accomplish that. We just lost a lot of close games. So, you know, our goal this year in recruiting, I'll have to, you know, give give a big, big heads up to P.J. McCray and Eric Burt, my two assistants. They did a great job recruiting and, and getting kids in here. Um, that would raise our, our overall talent level, our athleticism, and give us the depth that we need to play the way that, that I like to play. Uh, and and so uh, we're really excited about the kids we've got in. And combine them with the six returners, and I think we've got a pretty deep squad this year. Yeah, Coach, I know we're coming up on at least year five. I'm going to have to go back and track it of the transfer portal. And when we first saw the uh, happenings of what that brought about in the game of NAIA men's basketball, it was kind of a, a thing where some guys were left over after the NCAA shuffles and all that now with you know, the advent of the COVID year that happened in 2023, some of those guys are still finishing up their COVID years left in their eligibility. What's it been like for your program as far as recruiting, trying to bring in guys that are already at other schools? Well, you're exactly right. It's it's a situation that it's it's really hurt the high school kids because you you know a lot of teams are recruiting the portal, and uh, what we have found out. Uh, particularly this last spring, we were able to to uh, sign some JUCO guys who probably would have gone D1 had it not been for the portal, but they were left, left out in the code, cold. And, you know, we've, we've recruited JUCO kids since I first started. I, I like getting kids that have a little bit more experience and, and then throw in some, some freshmen. But uh, So we were able to get some, some guys who – who are really good players that average, you know, between 12 and 15 points a game on their JUCO team. Uh, unfortunately, I, I feel like all the other teams in the NAI have done the same thing. <laughs> so, yeah. so the competition is really going to be stout this year, and I think the talent level will be up some. Coach Knight, when you – look at the landscape now and again he mentioned you know transfer portal let alone in nil um, name image likeness that they have to deal with it somewhat at this level but tremendously at the higher levels as a coach you can embrace it or you can really mentally have bad days every day so for you what does that mental dialogue sound like what is the pep talk that you give yourself how have you had to embrace it to be able to thrive in it and be able to have the success that this program has always had well you have to embrace it you really do and and uh, it, it is what it is i don't like it you know i, I like uh, thinking that college athletes are amateurs and they're student athletes first and and uh, never even thought about paying kids, you know. But, uh, you know, we've got some NIL things going on that these kids can, can uh, you know, make a little bit of money uh, as influencers or, or working for companies, you know, just getting the word out and doing a little advertising, not, not at the 
extent that you'll find at a D1 school, but there's a little bit there for them. And, and you know, it's a situation where, as a coach, you, you, you just have, that's what you're dealt with and that's what everybody else is doing and you don't want to get behind in, in that arena. So uh, we do what we can. And, uh, you know, I like to be able to say that through the years, that I've had uh, basketball players that stuck with us for four years or or two years if they were JUCO kids and and graduated from our institution and and we've done a great job with that through the years and I really don't want to see that change. I don't want to see kids jumping around and we haven't we haven't had much of that uh, and even once NIL came out we we we've had kids that get to carry and they like carry and. Uh, they like the program and like like what they're doing, and they like the coaching staff, and uh, they're sticking with us. So um, I'm happy about that. We're talking to Coach Steve Knight, head coach of the William Carey men's basketball program here on Crusader Talk. Uh, coach, uh, got a couple minutes left in this segment. We'll hold you over for uh, another one here in just a bit. But uh, just uh, on that subject of NIL, if Steve Knight, the player, was playing in today's college basketball arena, would he be an influencer? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Well, you don't uh, think you're cool enough for it? You think you would go a different route with it? No, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy, uh, getting extra shots up. Too busy with yeah. extra shots to be on TikTok. Yeah, I'm, I'm too busy working on my game to, to worry about that. And I, I never really wanted to, um, you know, put a lot, uh, uh, spotlight on myself uh and do videos or whatever where people would see me and i'd, I'd be an influencer I, that's just not my cup of tea so coach Knight as well the, the coaches can can do do that as well you know it's not just the players <laughs> coach it's will tony you know i've known you a long time but i could see you with a shoe deal i i, I really could <laughs> yeah yeah that that would be nice Co- I, coach I Knight with either a shoe that. deal or the spokesperson for diet coke <laughs> that I can yeah. see. Well, I've done a little bit of that in the past, you know. So I guess I guess you you've uh, hit a point there. I, I, there are a few things I could do. All right. Well, uh, on the other side of this timeout, Coach, we're going to get a little bit more of a glimpse into this 2023-24 squad that you have. Also, have a couple things uh, to ask you about as far as the future of NAIA basketball. Had a, a conversation with somebody earlier uh, last week about the possible nuance of replay entering the uh, opening rounds and uh, further into the NAIA seasons as it stands in the years to come. We'll talk more about that on the other side of this timeout as we talk more with Coach Steve Knight on Crusader Talk.
You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Back with more Crusader Talk here from our Super Talk Hattiesburg studio. Caleb Hamill, Josh West, Will Tony. Talking all things men's basketball to start off the show tonight. As Thank you. <laughs> we'll still talk soccer and some of the other things going on. Soccer had a big weekend, by the way. We'll mention some of that, as well as volleyball. Volleyball on a winning streak now. As uh, Coach Knight, we welcome you We're back in. It's just a, a great sure. time with all these sports right now at William Carey. We've had nothing but fun uh, for these past few weeks as the athletic seasons have gotten underway. And your season will begin on October 28th on the road against Southern University New Orleans. I always have to slow down and get all that ordered right. But uh, I look forward to coming down there and covering that game for y'all. Josh is going to be back home covering the women's team. Y'all are playing on the same day, different locations. I never get a chance to uh, experience yeah. that very often. Yeah, not too often. But, uh, you know, in non-conference, you have to kind of take the dates where where you can find them and, and other teams that are agreeable to play. So uh, it happens every now and then. So, Coach, in looking at uh, this 2023-24 team and the schedule, you have an SSAC versus Sun Challenge uh, on the docket. Early on in the season, you get to play Florida Memorial. I remember y'all faced that team in a in a classic a couple years back when I got to call the games in 2020. And then Coastal Georgia as well. Also facing Southern Miss again in the uh, non-conference play to start the year, as you right. normally do. Uh, what kind of matches are uh, going to be intriguing to the fans out there? Well, I think to start off with, uh, you know, you always look at that first game and say Suno's an old old rival from the GCAC. And, um, we, we've had some great matchups with them through the years, so getting them back on the schedule was something that I wanted to do. And um, They actually dropped their athletic program after, after uh, um, COVID and they, they brought it back last year. So we, we wanted to make sure we, we got them back on the schedule. And, of course, it, it's, a close, it's a short drive for us and them both. We're playing home, home and home against them. So, um, you know, it's, I think the, uh, the um, Sun SSAC Challenge is another thing. We played in December last year down at West Palm Beach, and we actually played both Coastal Georgia and Florida Memorial and we played Weber International. Mm-hmm. This year we're only playing two games. Uh, and as you mentioned, we're Florida Memorial and Coastal Georgia and two teams that we we uh, we split with last year. Florida Memorial beat us, and um, we we got down against Coastal Georgia 19-7 to after about eight minutes and we're able to kind of inch our way back and, and beat them. So, um, that's a pride thing for our conference. You know, we're, we're trying to, it's just like when you see the SEC Big Ten Challenge in the preseason, you always, uh, you always want to do well as a conference because there's, um, there's eight teams involved, four in Montgomery and four in, in Florida. So from our conference. So, uh, and it also helps, you know, when you're playing outside your league. Um, it, it, it gives, it helps your strength of schedule, mm-hmm. um, and it also helps uh, your your rating as far as if you're, you know, which is a stronger conference when Raiders look at, uh, you know, rating people one through twenty five. So, uh, 
you know, we're playing Louisiana Christian over there uh, this year in non-conference. Um, I just love playing them. Used to be Louisiana College, used to be in the GCAC. Uh, my dad coached there back in the late 50s. Uh, I've still got friends over there, so um, I, I love I love that game. I love we, we've had them back on the schedule for the last two years, and um, you know we we we're just in a situation where non-conference. We're trying to stay closer to home with the the travel expenses that you have um, because some of our conference games, as you know, are. are they have a little bit of length to them. They do. Well, <laughs> and it used to be uh, that your biggest trip every year was just the little weekend trip out to Georgia to play Bruton Parker in Middle Georgia State. Well, now right. with the changes in the conference, you've also added back in Mark Methodist, now UT Southern in Pulaski, Tennessee, and you're going to get to go out to play Thomas in Georgia. Right. So right. That, that's going to yeah. add to your, your road trips. Yeah, we're sort of on the uh, far west side of the conference now, and so travel is it's demanding. And, you know, we've got situations where most schools like to play Thursday, Saturday. Um, we were able to move the Tennessee Southern game and make it a Tuesday, and then that Saturday we play Blue Mountain. So it helps out if you can spread them out. But you have to you have to get agreeable uh, opponent coaches um, in, in both men and women for that to happen. So we're looking forward to it. It's, it's a good schedule, and, um, you know, we're excited. We, we think our talent level is uh, significantly higher than, than last year. So uh, we're, we're going to be ready to play. We're looking forward to seeing it, Coach, and I'm looking forward to all these new players. You said eight new guys on this team. Uh, looking forward to seeing their development and their production as the season begins. I want to get this question in before we go. Still have you know, several minutes left, but just wanted to make sure we get it in here. Replay. As uh, I was talking with somebody last week about it, it's become a, a factor where that's now in consideration for – actually, now a requirement, I think, for if you wanted to host an opening round – that you have to provide replay opportunities for officials. I wonder, that's true. though, if that's going to be a, a soft opening, if you will, for what could be a requirement for all venues in the future. What are your thoughts on replay entering the NAIA version of basketball? Well, yeah, it came out last week that it was um, it's going to be required in order to host an opening round. Um, and then as, you, as you're thinking down the road, will it be required um, it's just hard to say because a lot of schools really don't have that capability. I'm sure if it's it's a hard requirement, of course they'll have to come up with um, you know the monitor on on the table and ways to communicate and that sort of thing. I think at Kerry we we would be fine. Um, we have that capability. We've got the live the live screen <clears throat> excuse me live stream that's going on and. Um, I think it's just a matter of uh, figuring out how to rewind it and then communicate um, with whoever is uh, the referees need to communicate with. So, and in uh, the past, you know, you've been a part of basketball for several seasons now. Have you seen replay play any factor into your games yet, so far as a coach? No, I have not. Um, now there may have been a D one game that we played. Southern Miss, South South Alabama, or 
you know that that it happened uh, but I can't remember I really can't I tell you what you know it, just now it's bringing with me back when David Sutton was doing a game I believe it was at the Crampton Bowl I think in that championship game the referees went up to where they were filming the game to try to see some issue like watching that, back the live that's stream right. pause the game for like yeah, five I minutes it seemed like I do remember that now, and of course we had, we do have, we do have. Of course, who knows uh, if that was even in the rule book, but they did it anyway. Yeah, right. Um, leaving the floor, probably not, but they wanted to get it right. And we, you know, I see situations in uh, the national tournament where the officials have gone to the monitor, but I, I really can't recall that that it happened during one of our games. And I bet, too, a lot of what the simple uses of it would be would be for clock management stuff. You know, say they wanted to get the right time back on the clock late in a game. You know, right, yeah, of course. Because, you know, sometimes those little bang-bang plays of who knocked it out of bounds last may not be quite visible with, you know, the few cameras. You mean, these you mean no more home court advantage um, from the clock operator? it. I'll have to talk to somebody about that. I'll, I'll get Petey and all the guys on that, make sure we keep that. No, no. I, I got Petey, yeah. <laughs> I knew Mike one. Peterson was going to get a shout-out on the program tonight. <laughs> Still got about two minutes left, Josh. Uh, I'll let you have the last one with Coach. Well, I was thinking about – you were talking about travel. You were talking about being on the far west side of the conference. I know in my times in collegiate athletics and excited to be back in the fold again this fall and winter and into the spring, uh, those road trips are, are some great recruiting tools. The memories that are made on those road trips, maybe an opportunity for a team meal, maybe an opportunity on a long trip for a team function. And I know that this program at Cary tries to do everything it can to make those first-class experiences. Yeah, those experiences on the road are, you know, that's where you bond as a team. Uh, you know, in the preseason, you may go through some bonding um, things that you do as a team, to, especially when you have a bunch of new kids trying to get them together. But when you're on the road, uh, you're there together. And in our case, sometimes it's for three straight days. And uh, what that ends up uh, making occur is, you know, these kids, they're on, when they're on the road and they get to know one another, and particularly if you're having success, um, you know, it helps later on in, in the year when we're bringing kids in uh, for a recruiting visit where they sit there and say, man, it's great. We just went on this three-day road trip. We did this. We did that. We had a great time, you know. Uh, Coach Knight's a great guy. PJ's a great guy. Coach Burke's a great guy. You'll love playing for him and that sort of thing. Um, so it's very helpful, no doubt. Coach Knight, we appreciate your time tonight. Look forward to seeing your program compete this season. Okay, appreciate, appreciate you guys. Y'all take care. All right, thanks, Coach. All right, that's Coach Steve Knight. On the other side of Crusader Talk's timeout, we'll get to talk about a little bit of a recap of soccer, volleyball, also, maybe look ahead at uh, baseball and softball. They just played some fall games. More to come as Crusader Talk rolls along. To Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Man, it feels good to know that basketball is right around the corner. Yes, End of this does. month, we're going to have 
men's and women's basketball starting same day, October 28th. Men will start at 5 p.m. at Suno. At least that's the time we've got on it right now. And then on the women's side, they'll be playing at Clinton Gym to start off the season. So you can travel over there on Saturday, October October 28th at 2 p.m. And the girls will be playing Texas A&M Texarkana as their team is making a little you know, Louisiana, Mississippi detour to start the season and all that. So they said they wanted to play one more opponent other than maybe it was either Loyola, maybe it was Mobile. Some team, you know, a little south of Hattiesburg. But they said, if y'all play us, we'll come. And so they did. It's, it's surreal that we're literally less than four weeks from basketball. Yeah. I mean, you know, this football season's halfway or over halfway over depending on whether it's high school juco whatever Mm -hmm. this thursday is halfway through juco it's incredible that's right looking at our high school football stuff right now we're already halfway through the regular season there too yeah yeah unbelievable flies by and it feels like just the other day we were talking about who are we going to get on during these summer programs i mean what can we talk about yeah and will's probably thinking we've been talking about soccer for the last month and a half i'm ready for it's more like two months for soccer but yeah (laughs) Uh, that that and we've talked a little volleyball, but they are a combined twenty three one and one. The soccer programs that's true, and 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 I will say this: I held <laughs> Josh will attest to this. I held good to my promise. I you that, did that Saturday, I want to ask you about that. I did go out there uh, and watch uh, the lady soccer team against Blue Mountain. Um, did we get an injury update on Blue Mountain's goalkeeper that looked like she? broke her shoulder or something. I have no idea on that front. Golly. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this. It, it was a more exciting experience than I thought it would be. But I'm still learning. Yeah. Still learning. Offsides uh, is a tough concept to understand in soccer compared to things like football or hockey, even for that matter. Especially when you can hardly see it from where we broadcast from. Yes. Right. Yeah, being field level, it's very tough to see it. Which impresses me about the officials that have to call it to be able to see it and make that right judgment call right there on the spot. It's not easy. It, it would be much easier if you had somebody calling it from a drone than it would be being right there at field side. Yeah. Now, at least those referees get to move up and down the sideline to help them see it. I mean, I'm not going to say that I, that I instantly became a fan. But I will say that I have a... That's because you were a fan long before that, Will. No. <laughs> no, I, I, I was not. And and uh, for, for many years, I was actually against soccer. But I will say I have a newfound appreciation for we'll the take sport. It. We will take it. So talking about the soccer results from this past weekend, of course, the men and women both took uh, long trips out to Georgia Middle Georgia State to start the schedule on Thursday as the women, oh, bless it, you better pack up the season. Just They're going to be stuck in the film room for an eternity watching this one back. They, they gave up a goal Uh-oh. against the Knights and won 10-1. to So back to the drawing board there. Now then follow up with a win against Bruton Parker, 12-0. So combined 22-1 and as far as the scoring was concerned. You had 22 goals for William Carey, one against – in that entire weekend, I mean, that's just – and granted, we expected pretty good performances for William Carey against those two Georgia universities. And I, even so, to see 10 and 12 goals put up against another team is pretty amazing. Well, they're, yeah. they're averaging seven goals per game. 
I think the the women's Blue Mountain game was what six nil six nil. That's what I thought. So I mean, you're averaging six or seven goals, and you know, really most soccer matches that I hear are one to two goal games. Yeah, well, they just have so much firepower. If two or three forwards are off. They've got two or three more forwards that can come in and score. Yeah. They've got speed. They've got size. They can post you up and then turn and score quick. Uh, it comes from different players in different matches. And, again, the, the level of consistency from their bench productivity to what is out there at the start. If somebody gets nicked up, it's okay. You don't have to rush them back. Uh, they can they can sit through the rest of that half, or they can take the rest of that game out if they need to, because somebody else it's it's next player up mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have that kind of depth. There there aren't enough minutes sometimes it feels like to go around. Right. Uh, but but everybody the mindset of this team is is so strong. They know what they're doing is special, um, and they've got their sights zeroed in on the whole enchilada, mm-hmm. and and they're set on it. I want to point out one statistic from this past weekend. Marianne Jimenez came into those weekend games with only five goals so far this season. And in those two games, she had three goals in each of them. Three goals against Middle Georgia State and three against Bruton Parker to have 11 on the year. Talk about having quite the weekend. And she does earn SSAC Player of the Week honors as well. Heard that announced earlier today. Also heard another Crusader getting honors, and I'm not going to begin to try to recall that right off the cuff, but I'll look it up real quick for us. Uh, as William Carey gets the job done in the women's soccer side. And then on the men's side, too, we expected a, a decent showing from the Crusaders, and they did so as well, blanking Middle Georgia State, winning that contest 3 nothing, and then getting the win over Bruton Parker as well 4-1. to Elias Salmonen getting a goal along with Rion Dawes and then Kiva McConnell, who we talked about and played back the interview from uh, on last week's episode of Crusader Talk. Kevin's quite a, a fun player to get to talk to, isn't he, Josh? He was. And then, of course, you heard Greenwood come in at the end of that yes. just to give him a hard time. <laughs> just pick, uh, Over on the trainer's table. Greenwood is great. Uh, he has come in and just been an energizer. He, he could literally have his own reality. You mentioned influencers. He could have his own reality show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Greenwood is tremendous. Um, man, he was kind of – he was kind of uh, – Gosh, a lot of gamesmanship. He was kind of jawing at the opposing bench, yeah. smiling at him, you know, chirping at him. Uh, he thrives on that. He's yeah. that guy that you love to have on your team, and everybody else hates him. He's the Christian Leitner <laughs> of oh, William Carey. Everybody soccer. else hates him, and I, of course, everybody loves when he's on your your team. I hate to make the comparison, but almost like a Dennis Rodman getting in everybody's head. Yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah. Oh, he's tough, and I mean, he's so physical. He's so big. Um, and and he's not afraid because of obviously right. his size six three that six three six four frame, um, and when I asked him how he was feeling and, and you know his response was good enough. There you go, good enough. So he's not a hundred percent, but he's good enough. Yeah, and that's probably the way he'll be for the rest of the year. Yeah, and we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> On the other game uh, against Bruton Parker, in which William Carey won four to one, Keevan also scored a goal there. Uh, Rion Dahl scored one as well. Roberto Rangel gets in the scoring column as well. Does Alexander Mioff 
in that 4-1 to victory for William Carey. Rangel's a guy who they cannot keep off the pitch right now. No, they uh, His cannot. play has gone so much higher. Uh, Rangel's been huge. Rion Dawes is coming on there, uh, still trying to get Ethan going. Um, and they're still trying to get everybody healthy, mm-hmm. um, everybody kind of in their role, in their minutes. So as good as that team is playing, winners of 11 in a row, they are still more of a work in progress. The ladies right now can be just completely clinical at times, pick you apart. They had six goals in the first 19 minutes on Saturday. So we were just we were laughing at how good it was. Um, so they, they actually kind of backed off a little bit and still won 12 nil right. on Saturday. I mean, that's how good that team is. That is a, a special group. And you mentioned Mary Angela Jimenez. Jimenez is one of those players that has that international um, playing experience. I mean, there are so many players that bring in the international game at that high level playing for national teams. Um, she's one of the most talented players on this team, right along with Erps. And, and on most games, you mentioned this, the three goals in each game, but in most matches, uh, it's the things that she does to set everybody else up. Right. To make those hustle plays, to, to get in there and, and to make those dirty plays, so to speak, mean the dirty work. Yeah. Not that she's a dirty player, but she's doing the dirty work, whatever it mm-hmm. takes. Mm-hmm. She is beating herself to death out there. She is taking the shots. She's she's getting crushed to the ground. She's popping right back up. She's getting hit in the shin. She's getting knocked in the knees and whatever, and she just keeps going. She never stops. Uh, she, very, very tough player. Very impressive. So a pair of hat tricks for Jimenez in this week's this past week's competitions, uh, enough to earn Offensive Player of the Week in the SSAC. Meanwhile, Alexis Arnold gets the Defensive Player of the Week in women's soccer. Good to see those ladies uh, getting recognized for all that they do in uh, the game. As uh, also, uh, I guess I missed this in the looking it up. They said uh, on the SSAC website that. Uh, Maria Azarias also had a hat trick this weekend. I missed which uh, box score that was on, but we'll double check on that one. Yeah, three goals against Bruton Parker. So don't count her out as she had three as well. What's a double hat trick when you have two players in the same game? Does that have a name? Uh, I'm not sure. It's I, don't not, I don't know if okay. there's a proper term for it. A good thing. I can tell you it's that. <laughs> good gracious. Especially if it's your team. Absolutely. On the other side, too, uh, we haven't even gotten to this. And, Josh, I'll throw you on the spot since you got to cover uh, this game. We only got a minute left or so in this segment. But for volleyball, on a winning streak, a couple of 3 nothing victories in back-to-back matches. Yeah, it was a relief, Rhonda Shirley, in the postgame. It it was good for the ladies. They've won three out of four, two in a row. Uh, They will go in tomorrow to Jackson. They'll head up to Jackson to play Tougaloo as a, a, I would say, a sizable favorite in that match. So an opportunity to win three in a row. Four out of five get their eighth win, so and and they're three and four in the league right now. They're in the middle of the pack in the Southern States Athletic Conference, so they're making a climb up. They're getting everybody back. They're getting a lot of um, momentum right now, and they've got players that are having fun. That so are, the energy, um, the high fives, the celebrations, the. You know, the fist pumps, um, just all of that is coming back. So the product that they expected to put out when the season started and then whether it was injuries, bumps, bruises, 
uh, illness, strep throat, just all the little things that you right. have. It all hit at once. And so there were not, as these are Coach Ronda's words, not that players were doubting, but there were still questions. Now they're starting to see the fruits of their labor, and that's been huge. And Josh, I think you're a lot like me. You don't really believe in moral victories, but victories like that bring up morale. Oh, it, it, it it's huge. It's huge. No, they, they left um, the Ben Waddle Sports Complex on Saturday just light on their feet, uh, enjoying post-game meal, completely relaxed. Huge win. That's great. Long road stretch for them before conference play uh, is back in Hattiesburg. We'll talk a little bit more about volleyball just to dot the I and cross the T, but we'll also have the calendar coming up and look back at the fall ball, the baseball and softball have been playing as Crusader Talk continues. segment with you here on crusader talk it has been a fast moving show all evening long so fast that if you missed any of it you can catch it on demand in podcast form if you're listening live on 97.3 or on the flip side if you're catching it on podcast form you want to be the first one to hear it as it happens live on the radio side you can always catch it live monday nights at seven o'clock on super talk hattiesburg 97.3 i'm caleb hamill he's josh west will tony punching the right buttons and Rolling the faders for us. Ben used to say he's on the ones and twos, like an old-fashioned disc jockey. But we got three mics. Why would it be ones and twos? One plus two equals three. There we go. Okay, there you go. All right. As we look ahead, we've already talked with Coach Steve Knight on the program, talking all things men's basketball. You can catch that one on demand uh, later if you didn't hear it earlier today. Uh Got some countdowns to give you. Men's and women's basketball are 26 days away. We are in the double digits. Not only that, but in the we can count it in weeks now, and it not be daunting. The fact that it's just over three weeks away is great. As men will be on the road against Suno in New Orleans, and the women will be hosting Texas A&M, Texarkana at Clinton Gym, all on October 28th. Meanwhile, looking ahead to baseball. Those numbers aren't right. What happened to your baseball softball counters? The baseball softball counters? Th- those can't be right. That's two-thirds of a year. Oh, no. This this is uh, slightly off. The correct answer is this one right here. Ah. 122 days. Had to change the year. For some reason, it defaulted back to 23. Yeah, baseball is 122 days away as they will be hosting ball at Milton Wheeler Field in the beginning of February. It's crazy to me that SSAC slash NAIA baseball begins in early February. It's going to be cold. Bring your coat. Bring your coat, your jacket, anything you use to keep warm. And don't wear shorts when you go to broadcast the game. Now, granted, we're in the box when we broadcast. That don't matter. It can still get chilly. You're right. (laughs) And then uh, softball, 128 days away, they'll begin against Southeastern Baptist College. At least that's what the schedule says right now. We'll see if the Crusaders host a weekend series before that. Uh, But it'll bleed right in one into the other. Whenever we're in the thick of basketball season and the final conference games, all of a sudden you're going to be like, wait, baseball's going on too. And we're going to be sharing double duty, trying to get all those on the air. It's going to be crazy. 
but wouldn't have it any other way. So to talk a little bit about what those two programs, baseball and softball, have been up to lately, Coach Hallford uh, uh, and I had a conversation last week. They had an inter-squad game going on uh, in the middle of the week last week. He told me Dario Herrera had an outstanding afternoon on the mound. Uh, Tyler Duxworth hit a three-run homer. Uh, and for those of you who aren't familiar with Tyler Duxworth, South Jones product was on the team last year but got injured before the start of the season, leaving a bit of a hole at shortstop yeah. that later got filled in. But Crusaders are going to be happy to have him back uh, now that he's healed up. Uh, Crusaders also bring in a transfer from Mississippi College, Bridley Thomas, he used to play ball at Northwest Rankin with Jake Lissette, who was one of his former teammates. He's coming into the program now. Uh, I'm sure thanks to uh, William Carey having an NAIA World Series trip under their belts, as well as Jake Lissette helping encourage him along maybe. But uh, he was impressive on the bases, multiple stolen bases, so good to have speed. Similar to Jake, uh, a lot of stolen bases in that category. Speaking of Jake, him and Preston Ratliff both homered in that inter-squad match. Uh, Jake Lissette. In addition to that one contest so far throughout the fall, 9 for 13 in his at-bat so far in fall ball. Meanwhile, on the softball side, had a couple scrimmages on Sunday. They played PRCC and then also Southern Miss. So two games basically back-to-back with one another. And a couple good notes from those games. Don't have official scores from all that because each team is just kind of keeping their own stats of you know what they see out there. But to give you a recap of some of the highlights, D.D. West got a three RBI triple, basis clearing triple in a tied game against PRCC at one point in that one. Uh, Kate Schroeder, you may not be familiar with, but she is uh, one of the pitchers for William Carey through three scoreless innings uh, after giving up a couple runs in the first. And then Jada Serapuru, going to be a freshman on the team this year, uh, through a scoreless final two frames in that game against PRCC. Meanwhile, Ryan Hornsby threw against Southern Miss for the full seven innings, only giving up two runs, one of them a home run, and then another one where uh, Coach said the outfielders just misplayed a ball, and so you almost don't even want to hang that one on her head. But in addition to that in the Southern Miss game, uh, D.D. West again had a triple driving in a run. Carly Kidder getting two RBIs and an extra base hit. Uh, Takeaways from Coach Fletcher, he said they are very good defensively in their games this weekend. I'm very pleased with the results that they have so far, especially for it just to be fall ball. So a lot good to look for from both baseball and softball. Yeah, excited. It's it's going to be here so quick, so quick. We, we were talking about this uh, months ago, basketball, and we realized how quick basketball has gotten here. It'll be even quicker, and baseball softball will be upon us. Crusader of the Week, as we're running out of time right here, Josh, I think we deserve to possibly give it to a volleyball player. Anybody stand out to you? Uh, Gedges, tremendous. Her energy, her passion. She's having fun. She's finally cut loose, and she's being herself. Her energy is going to be a catalyst for this volleyball team. They are now a dark horse to make a run in that tournament. They're going to play really well down the stretch of the season, and they're going to play really well in the tournament. And that's not a slight toward Jimenez, who was our Crusader of the Week two weeks ago. Obviously, also deserving of Crusader of the Week with a pair of hat tricks this week. So that is another edition of Crusader Talk of the Books. He's Will Tony, as well as Josh West. I'm Caleb Hamill. Until next time, good night, God bless, and go Saders.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.